One, two, three, four. Palapalooza, Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Adding a third harmony there, ladies and gentlemen. That's how I do it, folks. Coming at you from El Cajon, the anus of San Diego, I'm Troy Cook, your host of Palapalooza. Unreal. Drive-in concerts are now a thing. We've been talking about it for a couple months here on the podcast. Uh, Last week, Petco Park announced that they'll be hosting live concerts in June, starting with a banger. Uh, A banger, as the kids say. Switchfoot with Hyrie at the uh, Lexus Premier parking lot. So that'll be interesting. I did a little poll on Instagram. Seems like we're kind of split on that. Uh, 100 bucks per car. What do you guys think about that? Lyric, what do you think about that? What do you think about getting in a car and going to see a band and watching the band in your car so that you're away from people, so that you don't get the corona? Kind of might seem boring to kids, but it might seem um, fun to growing up. Boring for kids, fun for grown-ups, yeah. Kids trapped in a vehicle for, you know, whatever, a couple hours. That could be tough. Uh, Anyways, wanted to touch on that. We've been talking about driving concerts here for uh, three months, a couple months, so that's a thing now. Unreal. Also, real quick, Palapalooza has some shirts, some new shirts for sale. Celebrating our 100th episode, we teamed up with our good friends over at Riot Scene. You can check those out and purchase one if you'd like at riotscene.net. Continuing our phone call edition of Palapalooza, because if we open up the Palapa... Right to jail. Right away. That's right. I am still listening to the CDC and respecting social distancing, unlike some of you motherfuckers out there, which I hate. Right to jail. Uh, This week, we check in with Shay, the front man of State to State. They were 91X's local break for the month of May, an L.A.-based band. So we chat about the L.A. scene and the San Diego scene. We also check in with Alan Camp of Arc Productions and Fuzz Huzzy. Alan's been around for a while, and he's constantly sharing his opinion on social media, so I thought I'd give him a call. Oh, unreal. And lastly, Stephen Berry, the frontman of DAB. We check in with Stephen and see how everything is at the DAB headquarters down there in Southtown. Hope you guys are doing well. Palapa is still not open. We're waiting for... CDC numbers to decrease. The wife's got a pre-existing condition, so we're staying super cautious over here. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're enjoying all these phone calls. Hit me up if you want to chat. Here we go. All right, we're going to give Shea Stratton a call. He is the lead singer and guitarist for State to State. They were the local break in the month of May on 91X see how they're doing they just released a single undead love learn a little bit more about them i know they're la based so let's give them a call hello shay what up brother thanks for having how you doing of course man i was chilling in the jacuzzi i think it was friday night and i heard state to state prime time on 91x so i thought i'd give you a call say congratulations on being their local break Oh, right on. Thank you. I just moved back not too long ago to San Diego. I was living in uh, L.A., Okay, but now I'm back. Thankful for that, dude. You have a couple members still up there, right? Uh, Patrick and is it Andrew up in L.A.? Yeah, Patrick and Andrew. Okay. Yeah, they they both, uh, for some reason, decided to stay in L.A., but uh, (laughs) William and I are enjoying the, uh, the lovely San Diego weather. Right. Even though we're inside. Yeah, and I hear L.A. is uh, on lockdown for quite some time, huh? You picked the right city during quarantine, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I said it a few times. I couldn't imagine being quarantined in Los Angeles, and that's not a knock to the people, just a knock to uh, my state of living when I was there. I was definitely uh, an alcoholic and drug addict, and I'm glad to be relieved of that as well. But no, it, I've been keeping tabs on it. You know, I've got lots of friends still there. And uh, I don't know. It seems like things are looking up. They've got the, the cases are coming down a little bit. At least that's what I'm hearing from them, even though L.A. isn't really reporting right now what, uh, what you know, the infection rate is and all that stuff, because they want to allocate all that to relief as opposed to the time and fund. That would, uh, that, that's just what I was reading. So I, I might be wrong because. You know, Facebook isn't really that credible of a source, believe it or not. <laughs> Lots of Facebook doctors out there nowadays, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what's worse, Facebook or WebMD, as far as you know, doctoring. But oh man, what I've kind of kind of come to terms with uh, during this whole situation is just keep doing my own individual thing. You know, be you know, it's it's led to a lot of good quality family time. Uh, speaking for myself, and you just got to stay creative, right? Yeah, I mean, if you don't you know, idle time or whatever they say, or idle hands, but it's, if you keep busy, yeah, you should be, you should be doing okay. Although, you know, there's, there's times where I, I'm, I'm plenty busy and it's just like, you know, I, the other day I was, I was, I picked up a cup of water and the, the coaster stuck to it and then fell on the ground. And that almost set me off. You know, you, you kind of realize that you got cabin fever when something as trivial and stupid as that makes you, you know, want to, sob but no I, I get outside and i run you know i just i make sure to run where people aren't and that's been super helpful to me because you know i'm i'm new in sobriety and with without my regiment of daily exercise and you know being outside in nature i will i'll lose my mind and probably you know suck down a a liter of Jameson, a liter of cola. Jameson was that whiskey, whiskey and Coke? Was that your your vice? Yeah, except for not the Coke, just the whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had some demons there. I'm almost four years uh, clean from from alcohol. You know, just kind of cold turkey. Never really did Congrats. AA or anything like that. But um, I feel you on the exercise. I just got done with the jog, and uh, yeah, I feel like staying healthy and. And exercise does help in that regard. And just getting your attention outside of your mind any way you can, you know? Absolutely. You know, and, and like all addicts of, you know, whatever the substance is, you know, your brain needs to feel whatever you get from those drugs. If you go on a run, man, you get half an hour and the endorphins start pumping and you feel high. Right. It's, it's It definitely is a, is a lifesaver. Because, you know, I, I don't know, I've never understood those those regular drinkers, you know, um, those people who could drink and then wake up the next morning and then, you know, be like a, a mom or a dad or go to work or, you know what I mean? Like for me, it was like I'd drink and then I'd wake up and then I'd start it all over again. Okay. If I went to sleep at all. Right. You got to keep your, uh, yourself sane with your regiment, getting outside, getting the endorphins flowing. At least that's what I found. Right. I've, you know, I've, I've done the AA thing, you know, and now it's like Zoom meeting AA, and I, I can't really handle that, dude. It's not, it doesn't really work for me, so I got to get outside. I hear you, brother. H- how uh, long have you been sober? Uh, just over seven months. Right on, dude. Congrats. You got my number if you ever need any, uh, you know, if you ever need to call anyone. I, I'm sure you have a support group around you, but uh, feel free to reach out, dude. Right on. I appreciate that. And, and, and I mean, you've got four years, right? Yeah, in August. Yeah, it's funny we're talking about this. We didn't really plan on it, but it's just sort of evolved to that. Um, yeah, four years, and uh, yeah, I don't preach it or anything like that. It was just a lifestyle change that I wanted to make, um, and and kind of like you, I would I would binge a little bit, dude. You know, I'd hit it hard, and then uh, either wake up and be down a whole day or two, or just keep it going. And it was just unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no way to live. I mean, some people can do it and some people enjoy it and that's great. Good for you. But right. for me, man, I, I did it for too long and, and it's just one day, you know, that rock bottom that they always talk about. Right. I hit it. And then, okay, you know, it just feels so much better to be free of that, that, that ball and chain, that lifestyle. Cause it did not, it worked for me for so long, I guess, but it doesn't work anymore. So, right. Yeah, man, it, it's definitely a blessing for me. Congrats, brother. It sounds like you're on the right track. You just released Undead Love. Great single, man. I've been rocking out to it. Thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, it was, you know, not the way we, uh, we wrote it up. We drew it up in the playbook or whatever, but um, we were supposed to be on the road. You know, we were going to, we were going to release it. And then the following week, get in the van and drive to uh, the East coast and do a bunch of dates and support of that. And we had, you know, some New York stuff and, uh, 
Michigan, uh, Maine, Boston, all that stuff. And then that just out the window. So releasing that online and being an online touring band is really strange. Absolutely. I know a lot of locals that have been affected big time, you know, tours had to cancel and obviously uh, shows have had to cancel. What month was your tour planned? We were going to do, I believe it was March. Okay. April? Yeah, right in the midst of it all. I can't remember. The, the, the days are all bleeding into one, but we were we were going to go out on the road in support of uh, uh, Candlebox, the old 90s. Wow, of course. Said maybe. <laughs> They're going strong. Wow, dude. Kevin Martin, the singer, songwriter, is an awesome, awesome dude, and he's been super generous to the band and taking care of us, and he's taken us on the road before, and then he curated these dates to take us to direct support again, and then you know, he's just been an instrumental help for the band and super big supporter. And dude, I mean, if you guys want to check out a good live band that brings it every night and don't rest on your laurels on Candlebox because they're, they're amazing live. They, they crush. I love them, dude. I'd love, I, I don't recall the album name, but it had, you know, uh, Left Me Far Behind, or I forget the name of that yeah, song. Far, yeah, Far Behind. Far yeah. Behind. That was their big single, obviously. Now maybe. Good to see they're still active. That, that, a single like that will buy a couple houses. It'll do, I know, <laughs> right? I mean, I hate to say it, but it's, it's kind of what we're all striving for, right? Is that first big single, you know, and then you go from there. Right, and, it, and that, the, the, the thing has changed so much. Now it's like, I know. if you write that big single, you need it to be like the the intro song to Shameless or right. Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> and then, then you've got it made. Right, exactly. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Business and you know music genres. What what kind of genre are you? Rock and roll. What's rock and roll? No one knows anymore. A lot of sub-genres, dude. I mean, what genre would you consider yourself? I would kind of put you in like an indie rock, you know? Good blood is pumping through my veins. Yeah, like like an indie alternative rock. And I mean we've got like we've got some stuff from the old stuff that you know is more atmospheric. We've got a couple instrumental songs and you know, I mean influences range a lot of different places and it's kinda like to me there's nothing new under the sun. So as long as you you <laughs> yeah. play what you like and if someone says this sounds like that band, then that's like your opinion, man. And that's cool. Because there's lots of bands I would love to sound like, but at the end of the day I'm just one guy of one band and I just want to sound like the songs that, that I write. And, you know, it's, uh, I mean, influences Radiohead, you know, Pink Floyd, early U2. I love, you know, the Beatles for one of my favorites of all time. I love Billy Joel. I love James Brown. I love Curtis Mayfield. Uh, I like even some modern stuff, believe it or not. I don't just yell, get off my lawn to all the kids, but I listen <laughs> to some of that stuff. Right. I'm uh I'm lit, you know. So <laughs> Are you woke? I do, I'm hella woke. <laughs> Are you staying active during this downtime? We uh well now we're we're keeping busy, man. State to state is keeping busy. We uh we do uh a lot of stuff online, but right now we're kind of just stockpiling some stuff, acoustic covers and we're getting together where um like we're doing the the whole quarantine live performance, you know, where everyone's going to be gridded on the screen or whatnot from their own house. We're just kind of getting the technology together because some of the guys don't have the means to record and are kind of waiting for the means to record to arrive in the mail, right. which is late due to a coronavirus. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, been a holding pattern there, but we got we have plenty of stuff and we've got uh, more releases coming. Uh, Johnny K is a record producer who is based in Chicago and he we worked on the record with him and so he's mixing one song now and then he'll send it to us and then I'll put together a video uh with what I generally do is get like stock footage that's free uh online and then I'll throw it in final cut, do some other footage that I take, maybe of the band or maybe outside or whatnot, put it all together and we'll release that and uh, release the song. I think we we're talking about sometime in July, but who knows? It just depends on how quickly we can put that all together. And 
hit that up. We got plenty of stuff to, to keep us busy for sure. Awesome, man. What are you thinking of uh, drive through concerts, man? Uh, dude, I, I think they're a great idea. I mean, obviously, they're still, for the most part, in its you know embryonic state, but I have a, a friend's band up in L.A. Uh, called Bones. They, they've been doing it. They've, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Bones, but check them out. And they've got stuff of them in L.A. in parking lots with people driving up, and they're just, like, standing on a couple vocalizer-type things or their amps or whatever, and they're, and they're just playing, and people in their cars are sitting on top of their cars. They're distanced. It's pretty rad. Wow. Um, I, think, I think it's a great idea. Whatever you can do, man, To I think it helps not only the – the people that are missing going to shows, but dude, it helps the bands. We right. need to play in front of people, not computer screens. Right. Stay fresh, right? A little bit. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever we can do. Right. I'm totally on board. My my uh my buddy and drummer William Driscoll, he's got a uh, a project of his own called the Anomaly, where he does everything and records it all himself. And then, so he in his front yard last Friday he put up a projector and all these like screens. It looked like Burning Man basically. And then nice. he just played with to backing tracks and everything. And then all a lot, and we, we Facebook lied it. So that was on there. And then a bunch of people came and they sat in the streets, you know, like in their cars or they sat on fold up chairs in the middle of the street and just kind of blocked it off. And, you know, right. later in the night, the cops came and were totally cool about everything. And everyone was being safe wearing masks. I mean, that that's a viable option too, man. Front yard concert. Absolutely, man. It's cool to see musicians adapt during this time, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And people right. need to get out of the house on a Friday night. You know, just be, having the option to go to your buddy's house. You know, you usually go to his show at the Black Cat Bar or something, or Cat Bar, or whatever. There you go. You know, you don't have that anymore. So might as well show up to their front yard, wear your mask, stay distanced, and watch a rock show for 35 minutes, you know? Right, right. I checked in with venues recently. You mentioned the Casbah. I spoke to the owner of the Casbah, the owner of the Soda Bar, mm -hmm. and uh, a sound guy over at the Moreau. It seems like they may start streaming bands from these venue stages, you know, and, and maybe even charging a small amount just to kind of keep the doors open. I'm all for that. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I mean, think about, like, we've got a friend who owns uh, the Black Cat Bar, and, you know, he's... He's had that, that bar for a while, and he's turning it into a venue and starting to get good shows, and people were coming to those shows. It was really kind of blossoming, and then all of a sudden, boom. And, I mean, he's, he's gonna, I think he's going to be fine to reopen the doors and everything. He's not, like, ending them, but, I mean, I don't know how much longer they can go on. So, I mean, I think it's a great idea. These people are trying, like, the Casbah, I just bought a bunch of, uh, like, a coffee mug and sweatshirt and shirt and everything. Right and I had it shipped to the house just to keep that place healthy. And I did that for Black Cat Bar. So if, if, I mean, if anyone listening can wants to support San Diego, go you know to your favorite venue, find them online, and just buy their, their merch, buy their shit, and keep San Diego local business afloat. I think it's very important. It is really important, dude. I mean, for local musicians to kind of step up, dude, for sure. And uh, like you, even if it's one shirt, I mean, I know times are tough. I bought a few shirts last weekend, you know, 20 bucks or whatever uh, per shirt. But it does, it goes a long way uh, with these venues right now, for sure. And also you can go to saveourstages.com. I don't know if you've gone to that, but yeah, uh, that's a way to contact uh, legislators. Right, yeah, we, uh, we just did, uh, you know, put some money into the, the, the Troubadour in LA is one of my favorite venues that I've ever played. And oh, cool. that was, that, I just saw in an article a couple weeks ago, like, Oh, they might shut the doors because of this. And I was like, Oh man, that would be, that would be a, you know, a tragedy. So they were on that. And lo and behold, a week later, they, they raised well over what they needed and they'll be fine. And they'll be able to reopen whenever it's safe to reopen. Um, I know some people are skeptical. Like, Oh, Troubadour had that should be able to, on that building by now but i don't know man like they've got to pay the maybe they're trying to pay the people that are losing shifts you know stage managers sound people bartenders door people yeah it's not i don't think it's all just money grab right that's cool that you're helping out during this downtime man are you do you play a lot locally here in san diego uh i mean yes we we did we actually did a few shows with the casbah back to back in right before the the pandemic hit and we do a lot of la stuff as well but I've been back in San Diego for, I'd say, like, 
know, six months or so now. So it's just kind of mostly getting myself back into the swing of San Diego, uh, staying sober and doing my regiment and all that stuff. And then we started to finally gear up for that tour and get things going again, you know, and then boom, pandemic. Were the shows at the Casbah, was that for uh, Tim Piles? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, He's been a huge help. That's awesome. How did you guys connect with him? Well, I used to live in San Diego a long time ago. I moved back to L.A. in 2008, I think it was. And then before that, I was doing a solo thing. And uh, Tim Piles was a huge help to me then. And then I moved away. And, then, you know, he and I would we'd keep tabs. He would come to L.A. to see a show at the Greek or something, take me with him. Or we went and saw Cigarettes play with the uh, L.A. Philharmonic at the Walt Disney together. That was pretty awesome. Oh, cool. And then I moved back. And so it's just been like, he's well, now you're San Diego again. And so he's been, he's been instrumental. Yeah. The mayor of local music here in San Diego, he does a lot for the scene. I've, I've talked with him a couple of times on here and uh, he's helped out my band. Yeah. He does a lot, man. That's a good contact to have. Yeah. He's a rad, rad guy for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, people respect the man. He's been doing it in San Diego and not going elsewhere for years and years and years and years. There's no Fairweather fan in, in Tim Piles. You're listening to Tim Piles on the radio. How would you compare the L.A. and San Diego music scenes? Uh, I mean, I don't even think there's a comparison because L.A. isn't one music scene to me. L.A.'s got a billion... I mean, how many San Diego music awards are there in San Diego? There's just one, right? Well, in L.A., there's, there's a I've, I've, especially when I first got there, you know, right at the cusp of MySpace and Facebook, you know, which MySpace going under and Facebook taking the reins. On Facebook, it would see all these bands, LA bands that I was trying to network with and reach out to and voted best band on this LA thing, voted best band on this LA thing. It's like, how many best bands awards are there every year for local LA music? Huh. I mean, yeah. that just shows you how how muddy the waters are in, in Los Angeles. I mean, I, people love music, the fans there, like the, the local people who love going to local shows are very supportive and great uh, for the most part. But I mean, it's just, I don't think it's, it's hard to keep track. You got clicks everywhere, dude. You got, you go to Echo Park and Silver Lake and it's all indie rock, like hipster stuff. And, if you're too rock and roll, no one gives a shit about you. About <laughs> kind of about how many how many keyboards can you fit on stage? <laughs> and then you go to Hollywood, and it's like a lot of that is just like still trapped in the '80s, you know. And so it, it, it's kind of tough to find a niche somewhere. So it's just about making the most of of any stage that is offered for you to play and get your friends and fans out there and just have a good time and just do what you do because there's there's not really an identity there it's just all over the board yeah that's a that's an interesting perspective because uh you, you know we're talking about the casbah a lot they have hip-hop everything from hip-hop to punk rock right and same with the tower bar here you know so maybe that is sort of something unique that san diego's doing offering you know all these amazing venues here locally offering different genres you know all across the board well i mean la's music scene is 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 great you know I, I, it, the thing is though it's like people come to la flock to la to become to become someone people right. don't really move to san diego like bands don't move to san diego to become you know someone it's it, I, so i think it's a little bit more indie here as far as that's concerned like more diy you know and it's it's kind of vibey and it's, it's cool it's what i love about san diego yeah we do have the SoCal Punk uh, history here. I, I know a, a, quite a few bands that have moved to San Diego from out of state, you know, just because of, of the name and reputation here here locally. San Diego's definitely got its its, uh, its own thing, and, and that's the thing that's cool about San Diego is people just do what they do because they love to do it, and then they live in such a beautiful place, and life is great. The rat race here is not as, as potent as there. Right. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to paint a negative picture of Los Angeles. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm, but I'm just saying that, you know. <laughs> Let's talk some shit, bro. No. <laughs> San Diego's a smaller place, whereas, you know, it's not so many people in such a confined space, and it's fucking rad. Love it here. Right on, brother. I look forward to seeing you guys live, um, you know, when all of this passes. Again, you have your single, Undead Love. Check it out on Spotify. 
Yeah, we'll see you guys in four years, you know, when we when we, when we play Fuck. a live show again. Let's hope not, bro. Holy shit. When do you think <laughs> yeah. live shows will start? I mean, I hope soon, man. I mean, it's it seems like uh, Newsom says, you know, we're good to go. And then all of a sudden I read, oh, yeah, we're not going to have any, you know, large things until there's a vaccine. And I mean, there's no the vaccine won't be ready for at least another year, year and a half as far as like finding one and then mass producing one enough to make it so that we can have baseball games and football games and concerts. But I don't know, man. Fingers crossed. Yep. Hopefully sooner than later, man. Uh, all the best to you, Shay. Thanks a lot for your time. Lead singer, guitarist for State to State. Check him out on social media and uh, blast them on... Where do you like people to listen to you guys? Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, that kind of thing. Or you can just come to statetostateband.com and you can find us on all our platforms from there. That's the, the main hub for our band. Right on, brother. Again, congrats on the local break on 91X. Uh, that's a cool thing. You're getting played prime time. And uh, nice chatting with you, bro. I, I hope to meet you uh, in person soon. Sounds good, dude. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll grab a club soda. Yeah. Sounds good, brother. Shay, nice talking with you, dude. Thanks for having me. And we typically have bands jam on Palapalooza Acoustic. Shay was cool enough to submit an acoustic cover of Fell on Black Days. Here it is. Whatsoever I feel is come to life Whatsoever I thought of became my life Just when every day seemed to greet me with a smile Sun's about to fade Black days I fell
change. Shay Stratton with his rendition of Fell on Black Days by Soundgarden. Thanks for sending that, bro. Again, check out his original band, State to State, available on all digital platforms. Up next, we're going to call Alan Camp of Fuzz Huzzy and Arc Productions. He's been rocking out here in San Diego for a while. I know he's got a lot to say, so I figured I'd just open up the mic for him and uh, let him rant a little bit. Hello. Big Cock Cam. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, doggy? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Nothing, man. Just chilling. Just chilling. Another day, huh? In the hood in Imperial Beach. <laughs> you're, down in, you're down in Southdown, hanging out with your boys from POD, huh? Uh, not hanging out with them, man. Just hanging out with, like... Your wife and being, uh, uh, wake, oh. uh I call her my celly. Fuck, <laughs> talking <laughs> shit right up front, huh? <laughs> and this has been Palapalooza with Alan Camp. Thanks for listening. Oh, unreal. Alexa, what do you think of Alan Camp? Sounds like a. I don't even know why you have him on your podcast. If you don't know Alan Camp, you, you've been around for a while, right? When did Fuzz Huzzy form? Here in San Diego. Uh, 93. Good Lord. 93. I came back from Seattle and, uh, real quick, you know, I came back here to record with a buddy of mine that I knew from Alley Cat Records days. We used to have a record store that used to throw shows when we were kids and his name is Mike Camus. He's a really good engineer. Um, he's in the stereotypes and he's played all over. I mean, he's done amazing things. Uh, and he was a drummer and we kept in touch when I was in Seattle, I came back down here and recorded, uh, like eight songs live in a attic and we released it. And that's how basically Fuzz says he became a band. So my point being, you've been around for a while. Uh, yeah, I'm old. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, you're an old motherfucker. What are you, like 70? I was born in 71. Were you really? Okay. Well, I was born in 80. So, all right. I just, honestly, we we go back and forth on social media. We've live chatted a couple times. I just thought I'd open up the mic to you, man. It seems like you've been around for a while and you have a lot to say about the local music scene. So, uh, the stage is yours, bro. Well, you know, uh, I've seen our heyday when all the record labels were coming down that was pretty cool you know like lucy's for coat inch bluff the casbah was a small little hole (laughs) in the wall down the street from the casbah right that was really cool that was really good times i think the difference between then and now is social media more than anything you know i think we rely too much on that and i don't think uh you know, like when the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, you would catch them at the same bar, you know, they would be hanging out. And I don't think we do that enough, you know, as bands or artists. Uh, I don't see. I, I We used to meet up at the record store. You probably remember that. You probably remember record store, right? Record store. I remember Blue Blue Meanie, dude. <laughs> oh, you mean record stores in, in general? Yeah, right? you like remember Tower like and going and, and digging and hanging out? Of course. There's still some around. Tim Tim Mays actually owns one, dude. The the vinyl junkies. And then you know uh, what I love about this scene that I've seen, you know, because I was going to some of your shows and stuff, seeing a lot of bands uh, dragging their friends to your show. I thought that was kind of cool, you know. Not only they, like uh, last time I saw you play, I saw a resurgence uh, or like a resemblance of what it used to be like. You know, I thought it was really cool to see you on a big stage seeing other bands there but mm-hmm. with with fans too if that makes sense it wasn't just bands bringing family and friends what show was that are you talking about house of blues it was uh it was yeah i went um i went to the house of blues show and it was it was it was good man it was it was it was a good time it was it was a good lineup right. it was a good time and you, you you're meeting you know younger bands and hanging out and it was a it was a really good night. Yeah, I mean, not to not to. Uh, I do want to shout out like Live Nation and House of Blues for letting us do that. That was kind of a Palapalooza presents, and you know, I reached out to my contact at Live Nation, and it was a free show, all ages. You know, at the main stage uh, House of Blues, and every band did their part. Fishing for Chips, Hardly Human, Rosedale, 
aviator stash and ready, set, survive. And everyone brought in about 100. So there was about 600 heads there. And um, it was fun. It was, a, it was a great time, dude. And thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. I always try. My, my goal is to try to go to more shows than I play. And that's a Bart Mendoza. Bart Mendoza really, uh, he's like like a guru. You know, every time Absolutely. I get to sit down with him, you know, it's just amazing, you know, of all the things that he's done and what he's done. And I got to, you know, give it up to him because he, he uh, really, he pushes for all types of music. He pushes for everything. Right. Anyways. We were sitting back in the back of the Casbah one day, and he told me, "He goes, you know how many shows I went to this year?" And I and I I was just like flabbergasted. And I know it's his job to go out and look at bands and re- write and everything, but he is a fan. And uh, I was like, "There's no way I can match that." Do you remember how many it was? Do you remember how many shows he went to? Yeah, sometimes he goes to three shows, you know, like half of a show and another show in one night. You know, he sees like six bands. That's awesome, man. He's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you got to shout out guys like him, Tim Piles. I mean, you're, yourself, you're doing a lot for the scene, uh, Riot Scene, uh, San Diego Music League, Night Entertainment, you know, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I, I get your complaints and, and, you know, your perspective about the scene, um, but I feel like right now everything's pretty, you know, firing on all cylinders and pretty supportive. I mean, obviously not during the shutdown, yeah, but just in general. But I could have a different perspective than you. You know, there's an age gap there a little bit. Um, so I'm always interested in hearing a different perspective. Well, you know, the, the, what's cool about uh, what I think was cool about what's going on right now is is you see um, like there's no way we would have all these things like uh, your your show. It's an amazing show. I listen to it. I binge it, you know. Oh, right on. Palapalooza. Thanks, buddy. That, yeah, that wouldn't have happened in the 90s right just technology in general yeah but i do think people when they discovered a band in those days it was their band you know right that was cool you know to see people like waiting you know looking for a flyer that was a trip right you know when when word of mouth and any and it, it was just a different time sure but yeah it, today i think the bands are a, a little bit more um friendlier too man uh, you know through social media you think it would be a, you know i don't know i i see a lot of positives yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah yeah for sure man a lot of positives with how the bands uh cross promote saying hey i'm not playing this week and they'll post up their buddy stuff or yeah it's been really inspiring to me because like avenue army i worked with for like probably a year you know we worked together right and i tell you what man they did it right they would go to shows and make friends and play shows and invite people to play their shows and it was very you know it was cool it was i'm really stoked for Bax how how uh he uh keeps doing he was from minneapolis i think or minnesota or something yeah he wasn't far from uh infinite signal but yeah came out here and just a super good songwriter super good sound and is getting everything he deserves you know for putting i think avenue army has been around for 10 years and and fuzz has he when we we started back up again uh i didn't think that's another thing i didn't uh i put my band down to, to do arc artist relations collective and and help other bands and I put my band completely down and when we started back up again, I didn't think we were only doing it to fill in spaces because a band that we booked up and down the coast uh, canceled okay. all their. And so it was like, like a makeshift thing. We just put it together for, to see if we could do something, you know, to fill some of these dates because all the bands that I had couldn't do it. It was such short notice. And, um, the band's up and running. We're recording singles, releasing singles, doing, you know, it's been a really blast. And, and I I can't, you know, Corey Wilkins is basically the one that started this band because back up again. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> He's like, no, we're not. Yeah. And we were driving home from Arizona. He goes, oh, well, you'll see. 
Right. And <laughs> you'll see coming from the blind man. <laughs> yeah. I love Corey, dude. I mean, you got to shout him out for those of you that don't know. He's a hundred percent blind, right? Or close to that. Yeah. He's a hundred percent blind. And, uh, he, he's never been treated like in his family. He was never treated like a handicap. He cuts wood. He's dig dug dishes. In fact, I was over at his house one day and he dug a, a trench perfect to where he needed to go and it was straight and it was the same it was pretty impressive <laughs> i mean it was one of the best trenches i've ever seen done yeah super able guy you know considering and uh a, a killer drummer too man i mean try playing drums with your eyes closed dude that shit ain't easy he hadn't played drums since he was 12 gotcha He's a guitar player, singer, songwriter, producer, engineer. You should see him work at the board. You know, you should see him. The most impressive thing is watching him load a van. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. Like, screw playing drums. He can load a van better than a sighted dude. Wow. You're making him load up all your gear, Alan, you fuck. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he does. You know, like, if, if, he, he, if we have a show and we had to pull everything out, by the time I get to picking him up, it's loaded, ready to go. Crazy. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's driven. So he's been taking drum lessons, and he's improved 110%. So our recordings are, you know, we're, we just go in and record live. We, we, we might do some overdubs, you know, for a lead or right. in vocals. But we usually just go into the studio now. Cool. And we've just been, like, dropping the main tracks. And then we do a little, we're thinking about bringing more, hum, you know, human element to, to music, you know. There you go. Instead of just cut, paste, and, and fly. Yeah. And you know what fly means. <laughs> you take the good part and you fly it over to the... <laughs> I hear that in your music, dude, you know, definitely that raw rock sound. I walked on the edge of the land And you know what's cool about uh, the last part of this thing? I think it's brought us closer together, too. You know, this thing that's just shut everything down. Yeah, pandemic. I think we're going to appreciate it a lot more later. Right. That's what I keep saying, dude. You know, that's an optimistic uh, viewpoint. I think it's going to make us appreciate things a little bit more, especially just playing up on a stage, as simple as that is, you know, that's been taken from us. I was told by an older gentleman, play like it's the last time you're ever going to play. There you go. You know, don't phone it in. Don't ever phone in. Don't ever phone in a uh, performance. And I really tried to live my life by that. I'm not saying I I did 100% because you never, that would be lying. But uh, my mindset was always give it everything you have. Never phone it in. Right. My guitarist, uh, David, I would always tell him. And he was bummed. Because the last time he played, he goes, I don't even know where we played. I think I phoned it in. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I tell you this for a reason, man. Like, you don't want to have any regrets because you never know when it's the last time, you know? Right. I know it sounds crazy because, you know, you're younger. And, but what I mean by that is. Not that young, bro. Would you ever have thought that all the clubs would be shut down? Not me. No, hell no. No one did. No one saw that coming. I think it will be a revival. I think um, it's easy to become complacent playing in a band and sort of uh, maybe lazy for some bands. Mm -hmm. You know, you just go through the motions. So I think this will be somewhat of a revival. I, 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 I believe that because I think a lot of people are feeling like they're not at peace. <laughs> You know, they're not right. My, my band is really bummed right now. Well, there's a lot of things you can do. You know, look at Kimmy Bitter. I don't know if you follow her, but, you know, her and her her boyfriend, I believe, are in uh, Kimmy Bitter. They have a band and they set up in their driveway, bro. And they played to all their neighbors. And now they hit the road in their van and they're just stopping and playing at people's houses. It's like you adapt. You, you do what you you do what you can do. That comes down to do it yourself, you know. Uh, when we were doing our tours three months at a time, we'd play in a backyard on Sunday at a barbecue because the Saturday night they said, hey, you could stay at our house, you know, and then we end up eating and we end up playing. Right. But, you know, 
Walmart parking lots, backyards, record stores, All right. and bowling alleys and movie theaters will save your life on the road. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, I, maybe it's just older, but I, re- I remember more house parties when I was younger, you know, like in the late 90s for me, like high school. I guess that was because I was under 21. So we play house parties, you know, keggers, keg stands, bro, you know. We're going streaky! That's something that I want to do here at my pad, you know, at least once a year. Um, maybe have like a Palapalooza fest and have a few bands over and just throw a fun pool party, bro. You know, take it back a little bit. I saw the little art museum, not art museum, but the little gallery that you did for your daughter online. I thought that was cute. Yeah, right on. Thank you. Good job with staying busy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I go through ups and downs like everyone, I, I assume. Everybody should uh, try to get their YouTube. Uh, we should all like each other's youtube because we get to a thousand it's monetized and a little cash would come in too for all of us you know you get to a thousand subscribers yeah and then you need like forty thousand minutes or whatever but what i'm saying is is, uh you know i look at some of these san diego bands i reach out to them and i like their page or you know uh, subscribe to their page and and uh, i'm thinking hey you know I'm at, I started at 39 because when, when you're playing live and you're not making any money off your YouTube channel, uh, you're like, whatever, it's a YouTube channel. You never do anything with it. And when, uh, this started, I was at 39 subscribers. I got it to a hundred and then I got it to 620. And I think if all of us, there's, it has to be a thousand bands in San Diego. So if everybody just looks up each other's bands and subscribes, You could go through the reader and do it. We could help each other out. And it could be a couple bucks. It could be 20 bucks, could be 30 bucks, whatever it is. But also, uh, I don't think any other city could pull it off other than San Diego because of how much, how tight tight we are. You know, I don't think, I think we could actually do it, you know, especially with Spotify. If everybody's on Spotify, try to stream San Diego bands all day long. You know? right. Just try to support in any way you can. I feel like every little bit helps. You know, not any one thing is going to blow a band up. Yes, I totally agree. You know, but every little thing that everyone is doing can help sort of rise us up together. And uh, who knows what will come from that, you know, that support. Dave Satimi from Boss Fight, man. You got to rip it. it everybody should not be worried about their own boat. They should be worried about the water level. There you go. Because when the water level rise, we all rise. I like that. And that's the, that's the true punk rock mantra, you know, like Dave Satimi uh, obviously works with Marcos and I've worked with Marcos and he's a great engineer. Really good guy. I, I talked with him on the podcast recently. Yeah, Marcos is probably the most humble rock star I've ever met. Some of the things uh, that come out of their, you know, their brains uh, when they say things like that, you go, "Wow, you know, it's right." We we shouldn't be just worried about ourselves. We should be worried about the whole, right? Yeah, because when we all rise together, we can we can do something bigger. You know, no, that's a good analogy. I like it. And what I loved about when you invited the old dudes over to play your show, you I mean to play on your show. Uh, you invited me over and I thought that was really cool because I, I think that you were thinking, you know, we should try to get everybody on this thing. And I, I really think that's uh, pretty special. Actually, your show is pretty special because okay. I think you didn't, you don't just hand pick it. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just tripping because we're old and you chose it. But, <laughs> uh, it's pretty special, man. It's a really good show. And I think it's sincere. Thank and, you, buddy. I really like listening. I binge listen too. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And I didn't, uh, I didn't know how entertaining it would be to listen to you. You know, ask the same question to ten different people and so many different answers. And I, I just love, I just love your programming. Thank you, buddy. Pretty brilliant. I tried to switch it up a little bit, but no, I really appreciate that. I'm trying to be as selfless as possible, and uh, and it's fun. It really is fun to support local bands. You know, it, it's about as fun as supporting my own band. It really is. Like, I think this, I think I'll keep this podcast past my own project. You know, this is something I could do when I'm much older, you know, and keep it going. So it's been fun, man. Right now doing these phone calls, it's a little less personal and uh, 
it's been cool because I can shout out, you know, I can call Scott Russo down in Mexico and I can hit up Ernie from Sprung and it makes it super convenient for them to just do a quick phone call. So in that regard, I've been able to reach out to, you know, bigger national, you know, rock stars here locally. Um, but I do miss having people under the palapa, man. You know, you, you came by, it's kind of a cool vibe and, uh, it's a little more personal. You get to see how I look like Aaron Rodgers and, uh, big Dick Aaron Rodgers. That's where you got the big Dick camp from. I just, it just started clicking, right? That's what Alan calls me. That's what Alan calls me, dude. I can't say that right now. Cause, uh, my, my seven year old, but y- you said it, that's stuck. That's stuck, man. <laughs> that's t- Hey, so, hey, I hope this is not the last thing that people are going to remember me, my big dick. Right? That's your claim to fame, bro. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, just calling some people, man. Um, It's good to touch base. I really appreciate you checking in on me, brother, and I I hope uh, I was entertaining enough for you. I I apologize. (laughs) I I really didn't have much to say other than I love your show and I love the bands and and uh, we should all try to like each other's pages and and all that good stuff. You know? No, you're you're good, Alan. You you've been around for a while. There's no debating that. You know, you've you've been doing this since uh, you know before I even picked up g- guitars. So you know, regardless of of how you know successful you've been or this and that, you have a good perspective on on local music and and what's going on. So. I always like to chat with guys like you. All right, brother. Uh, you, you stay safe and give everybody, uh, your family, the hugs and, you know, all that good stuff. And and uh, have a great day. Alan Camp, ladies and gentlemen. Check out his band, Fuzz Huzzy. Good dude. Always got something to say, Mr. Alan Camp. Check in with Stephen Berry. He's the singer of Dab, local rock band. Hello? Stephen motherfucking Berry. What's going on, brother? What's up, Troy? How are you doing, brother? I am all good, all things considered, man. Uh, you guys staying busy? You guys able to uh, stay creative during this downtime? Dude, totally, man. Um, I mean, we all live together, so it's like... You know, uh, being laid off and shit like that, I guess it ain't so bad when you can uh, play all day, you know what I mean? Right, dude. So you've got your brother in your band, right? Are, are both members brothers? Um, For the most part. I mean, my, my I, I do have a biological brother. He plays the drums for us. So Noah is my biological brother, and then uh, Junior is like our adopted brother. Right on. And you guys are all living at the DAB compound, huh? Yeah, we all live at the DAB head- headquarters at my house. The headquarters down in uh, Southtown? Southtown, brother. Southtown. You know who I just got off the phone with is uh, Mr. Alan Camp. Oh, really? I was just talking about him, dude. Were you? Yeah, you, you guys are going to have uh, an episode together. So uh, how's everything going with, with you and Alan? Are you guys still with ARC? Um, no, we're not with ARC anymore. Uh, we decided to just work on our own. You know what I mean? Cool. And um, and see what, uh, what comes our way because... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the last like year and a half or so. So we decided to take a step back a little bit from even before the quarantine. We took a step back from playing shows and stuff like that just to get everything settled and take a little break. And then when we did have shows coming up, the pandemic hit. So back inside. Run and hide, man. Run and hide. What do you think of all this? When do you think shows are going to start back up? What's what are your thoughts on on quarantine? I don't know what to think about it, man. I'm like, um, I mean, we get conflicting info from everybody, so it's a little bit hard. You know what I mean? I agree. I definitely think think shows are going to be the last thing that people open up unless they get tired of it and then they throw a show. You know, and if you do throw a show, let us know because we'll come play it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean... I think you might see like driveway shows or virtual streams from venues or, you know, backyard parties or even, you know, a, a show at the DAB headquarters, something like that. But that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I want to throw something here, but you could, you know, yeah, we could. I, I, I saw that people were doing those uh, the drive in shows in like other states. That was pretty badass, dude. We've been talking about that quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen in San Diego, but that would be cool. What do we got? We got. The abandoned one in National City, which I don't think has a has a screen or anything like that anymore. Right. 
and then um, we got the one in South Bay that has everything. I think it'd be cool, dude, if if some of the bigger bands from San Diego threw a fucking a drive-in show, man. That would be awesome. Yeah, there's one in Santee too. That's an interesting uh, idea, and we'll, we'll see how that progresses. Um, as for venues, I don't know if venues are going to be, you know, breaking the law. I don't think they're going to be risking their license to to start shows prematurely. How how are they even going to start opening things back up? You know what I mean? Like, um, how are they going to like music venues specifically? Because like everything is close quarter contact. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like I, I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. I think there's going to be a lot of good music that comes out of this whole entire thing. There already has been. Right. A lot of cool things. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Yeah, how musicians are adapting. And um, I did check in with the owner of the Casbah, Tim Mays, and I checked in with the owner of uh, Soda Bar. So I got their insight. Um, but they're kind of in the dark, too, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we can buy merch on venues' websites to kind of help them keep their doors open. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty right now, man. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, huh? It's scary. It's sad. It sucks. Yeah, there you go. That's the word. It's sad because a lot of people are losing their a lot of people are losing their livelihood for forever from this. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I know there's a lot of help uh, and loans and different things you can apply for, but I try to stay optimistic. I'm trying to see some light at the end of the tunnel, and hopefully this passes sooner than later. But you know. I think there's going to be a small percentage of people that are just paranoid forever, <laughs> like a very small percentage that just yeah. never, yeah. you know, it's sort of a, um, we opened up Pandora's box in a sense. And like, you know, people like my wife are just super paranoid. She has a pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about things that I've never thought of before. Like, it never this I've, it never even crossed my mind to think twice about going to like a large music festival like Kaboo, and now I would give that you know a second thought, and it sucks. The the thing that I'm that I'm having a trouble with is like you get like different information from different people, you know. Right. Like the news the new news networks are telling us a bunch of different things, so it's you can't. It's like there's no even point in really watching the news right now because. That the first month from this, dude, I was I was one of those people. I was getting, and I don't even have any pre-existing conditions, but it was just I was like, you know, like everybody else was didn't know what the hell was going on and got kind of paranoid, right? And uh, you know, but after the last couple months, I mean, um, you know, talking to people, you know, who uh, are in the field, like in the medical field, and like who deal with records and stuff like that, I I don't even I don't even know if that many people are getting sick, man. It's Right. It, it's hard to tell what what's going on. Are people getting sick? Is is this uh, political in this country, or, or what's going on? There's a lot of questions, and I, I try to keep my opinion to myself because I don't want to sound like an idiot for one, and I don't want to piss anyone off for two. I just it's just not worth it for me. Um, yeah, honestly, no. You you have the right viewpoint. I mean, there's a lot of questions that have been unanswered. There's a lot of misinformation. I mean, I think it's best to err on the side of caution and listen to our doctors that are are talking to us on the TV and. <laughs> You know, what else can we do? Yeah, that's the only thing we can do, dude. When you've got a doctor in the White House going live and telling you to stay the fucking side, like, how could you not get scared? And how could you not not listen to that? You know, it's just, it's crazy, dude. Absolutely, dude. This has never happened ever. You know what I mean? Like when, uh, you know, a little over a hundred years ago when that Spanish flu happened, we didn't have, we didn't have the mass travel, like, we didn't have um, we didn't have a way to connect with people and give people information at like the snap of a finger like we do now with the internet. Right. I, I think the best way to deal with the situation is kind of treat it like a boxing match. Just take it as it comes and roll with the punches. You know what I mean? And and gather information as it comes in and just adapt. Right. That's a good analogy. I also heard like a military analogy in that this is like a tactical retreat. Exactly. Or like say someone goes into the ring and starts just charging you with haymakers. What are you going to do? You're probably going to put up your, your gloves and, and, and just let him wear himself out and, and defend yourself. Mm-hmm. That's sort of, you know, that's a good analogy. I feel like that's what we did at the start, but 
I mean, when this releases, we're going on 10 weeks of, of stay at home, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is, is, is as this, as it keeps progressing though, we have to change the, our viewpoint about it. We can't stay in the viewpoint of the first couple months of this year. Right. People are going to have to go back to work at some point. I hate to overdo this topic, but it is, you know, it is such a uh, hot topic right now. I just It's kind of hard, dude. I mean, it's everywhere. It's affecting everyone. It's like a train wreck you just can't avoid looking at. Um I've come to the conclusion that there's things that are out of our control and just, you know, keep living your day-to-day and keep pushing your own stats and your own be, you know, continue to be creative and doing your own thing, regardless of what's happening in the world. Like I was telling my buddy Mario, uh, he's been super creative during this downtime. He's doing a lot of recording and videos from his house. And it's like, that's what you got to do. Like, don't slow down. Exactly. Regardless of all the noise in the atmosphere, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck if missiles are flying above us right now. Keep re- keep recording your songs. Go outside with a microphone and sample the missiles that are flying overhead, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, unreal. No, dude, you're right. Because you know what? How often do you get time to focus solely on yourself and your family like this? Right. Never. This is never going to happen again. Right. I mean, well, actually, we don't know that because we didn't even know that it was going to happen to begin with. I know. It's just a good time to focus on yourself and your family, dude, and have fun. You know, find the fun that you can have and have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's situation is unique. You know, I feel for the people that are maybe in bad relationships or, you know, bit large families. Oh, domestic that are violence in, and stuff like that, man. Right. You know, and I, I really, really sympathize uh, for people put in that situation. But um, yeah, and that's that's not a situation many people were probably thinking of when this started is all the all the you know, there are toxic families and toxic relationships that. Right. Um, you know, now they're trapped inside with each other, which is, which is, or people with mental health issues. Yeah, I thought of that. That was one of the first things I thought of. Um, not that I'm in an abusive relationship. I mean, my wife be- beats me up every once in a while, but it's not a regular <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I think last time I saw you, you had like a broken nose or black <laughs> eye or something. But yeah, that's one thing that crossed my mind, you know, and also the suicide rate, which is, I don't think it's been too insane but i think you know that rate has increased just because of depression and i did i did read that the suicide hotline was like getting overran with phone calls for a little bit there wow crazy on a on a on a different note i don't know why this this thought just came to my head did you hear uh marcos's new project that he was doing like it was a little it was like he posted up some videos on instagram with uh a couple guys it was pretty fucking different than pod stuff dude it was pretty cool yeah we checked in with marcos uh on the podcast and he's got a side project called uh, foreign lands yeah is that is that who that was yeah it's with the drummer ernie from sprung monkey yeah yep and they're they're considering sort of collaborating with different vocalists and uh, it's it's really cool man it's kind of like jam progressive rock kind of right up the the alley of of dab yeah a little bit dude and that's why when i heard it i was like okay that's that's pretty sick dude i never heard marcos play like that man yeah no they're killing it uh, like i like p i like pod stuff too you know what i mean but that was just cool to hear him play play something a little like a little different and more rock so you got some new music you're working on with dab or what's new dude we got, we got a lot of music we're just waiting for the right time to release it and start promoting it to people um Right on. I just got out of the studio with Jeff Forrest like last week. Um, we got we got about ten songs. We got three instrumentals and and seven seven com- seven different like um, complete songs with vocals. And uh, we'll probably we're gonna get ready to release two of them this summer, like definitely. And uh, I'm I'm excited for that, man. I'm just uh, we're just getting ready. We're getting ready the right marketing plan and stuff like that because last time. We released music, I think it was a little over a year and a half ago. And um, we marketed it pretty well, you know what I mean? And then we came out with another release with um, Alan. We recorded with Corey, Corey Wilkins. So we re-recorded one of those songs that we did with him. Um, I don't think a lot of people heard those songs. We didn't really promote them. We didn't really promote them the right way. Um, But we're re-releasing one of those songs. Um, and we're going to have videos for just about every song that we do. The the songs are definitely, they're definitely like another step up on, on the maturity and, and quality of our songwriting. It's um, the last stuff we released was, was 
it was kind of progressive, but there was a lot of like, um, like roots from us that showed in our, like a little bit of punk style and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this one is definitely going to be a lot more progressive and, um, more exciting. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to release these songs. Right on, dude. I look forward to hearing it. You guys are definitely technically skilled uh, musicians, man. I, I like your style, and I always kind of go to you know compare you guys to Tool, maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a comparison that a lot of people give us is like Tool. I mean, that's a big influence of ours, you know. So so Tool and Rush, and you know, like all the all the greats. We like them all. Yeah. Follow Dab on social media, dabincorporated.com. Yes, sir. Uh, any message for the San Diego music scene, brother? Yeah, everyone just um just try to keep yourselves happy, keep playing. Um feel free to reach out to us. We we want to play shows or or get together and online jam with people as as much or whenever we can. So, um you know, shout out to my my cousins James and uh Jeff Berkeley. Um I know they they've been they've been doing their live thing. I've been seeing a lot of people doing their live thing. Just, you know, keep writing. Reach out to us. Um, let's do stuff together. Absolutely, man. Hopefully this passes sooner than later, dude. All the very best to you and uh, your brothers and the whole dab compound. I hope I see you soon, bro. Thank you, Troy. I really appreciate it, brother. Of course, brother. Keep those gloves up. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, there you have it. Checking in with a few local bands here. Shay from State to State, 91X's local break for the month of May. Alan Camp. Arc Productions and uh, the frontman for Fuzz Huzzy, and Stephen Berry, frontman for Dab. Uh, check them all out. Good bands. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, I'm here in my office. I've got my daughter right here next to me. You don't want to say anything? She doesn't look happy, so I think I have to tend to her. But uh, hopefully we can get the Palapa open for business here very soon, man. Uh, wish you guys the best. Take care. One, two, three, four. Palapa News up. Palapalooza, we're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Hey! Word!